you know, sometimes when I come on here, I really don't know what to say. Um, I just hit record, no intro, just straight raw from the heart. When I feel like just I needed to talk, and I need to talk to y'all. So you notice that there is a episode removed, and it was for good reason. Um, but that that episode kind of led me into somewhere dark, you know, um, very dark. Uh, so following that episode dropping and knowing what I know, I took a turn for the worse and you know, started mixing and drinking. Now, this is probably the first time I publicly said anything about this. I have abused my medication for years. Um, I take it for tick disorder. I don't want to get off of it because it does work, but when sometimes, when times get a little too hard, I, I, I abuse it. Um, which is why well, for one, I abuse it with drinking, drinking, and it makes it worse, and I turn into an asshole, or a drunken buffoon, or something like that, something, and I'm ready to fight and shit, that's probably when Van was probably, like, looking at me all crazy, like, how come he's always ready, like, you know, like, Zack Ryder, always ready, like, you know, like, like I said before, I be looking for the smoke, well, I be looking for the smoke, I mean, I'm hoping the smoke finds me, and I was wondering why the fuck I was hoping for the smoke to find me, you know, and this is just every time I drink, you know, and I didn't know at that time that was the reason why, you know, miss, mixing medication and shit like that, so dealing with the stress of like knowing that someone that you thought you cared for is on some uh, substance, and you wanted them to quit real bad, which led to your, you know, relapse because I've been I've been pretty social with my drinking right Marshall hold on I've been pretty social with my drinking right um I only drink when I went out like when I go and that was like only out of town now it was like almost every other day or every other morning and it was getting bad because that's how I was coping with depression and stuff you know um I knew it was going to get good. I don't know if that was just how I was just going to deal with it. But I think I dealt with it. I think I dealt with it uh, far enough. And I think today is the day. I said yesterday I didn't drink. But let's just keep going with that. Like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to mix my medicine with my pills. Because that's, that's actually really deadly what I'm doing here. Because... I'm not just, I'm not going to say what I'm taking because I don't want nobody going to hate. Or they could probably send this episode to anybody and be like, hey, this dude's doing this and that. So, what I'm saying is this, it's like, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to stop drinking. I thought about stop smoking weed, but I know that's just completely impossible to do. I tried it for a day and lost my marbles. I need something, something, that, and even though I don't need it, I need it, because this is, it's a stress reliever for me, I love being in the clouds, and that's why, you know, if you're on my Snapchat, whatever like that, yeah, I, I kind of started dibble-dabbling with social media a little bit, I'm on my Snapchat, and I took a video of the clouds today, 
um, some rain clouds from this morning. And, you know, they're moving. You know, they're moving and stuff. I thought it was beautiful. The sun was about to come out and shit. And I was like, man, that's that's fucking poetic, you know. I'm like, I'm always, I'm, I'm at work. When someone is obviously at the clouds, I call them out. I go, they, they you know, it'd be some snacks that just does not make any sense, right? Like pickles and crackle, crackers and pickles and chips ahoy and and all this shit and a bunch of drinks. I was like, wait a minute, y'all in the clouds. Y'all about to be in the clouds? There's like, yes. I go, that explains all the liquids. <laughs> you guys going to need it because you guys going to get caught in mouth. They're some young bucks. And they, they thought it was funny. But this is no laughing matter. I need to get off that shit. Uh, I was drinking bottles of wine like every fucking day. I was being a wino. You know, you ever heard that term, wino? I was being a goddamn wino, pretty much. Um, I would take it, you know, take a bottle in my bath, you know, in my bathrobe, put it, you know, put the, put the bath together jump in the bathtub, and I'll just drink, and then, like, then I smoke, then I drink some more when I'm on the couch, and I'm passed out, and stuff, forgot what the fuck I had said, you know, sending drunken text messages, and shit like that, shit that I did not do for a very long time, and this became an everyday thing, and I noticed that this is, had happened about, almost about, uh, when, when this happened, but it happened in 2019, you know, but which is weirdly enough is also when I went back to working for Walmart and then my mind, my drinking kind of like went away right now. I'm working like I'm physically working. I'm not like doing shit for Def Jam. I'm working, I'm physically working. So it kind of takes like, dude, I don't want to be like this all every day, you know? I mean, it's bad enough, I'm not, like, now, just now, I'm not getting any sleep now, um, I was like, dude, just, the drinking is not gonna help, you know what I mean, like, it just, I don't know, it just makes me sad and horny, you know? it's sad and horny, it's just, like, the most worst feeling in the world, <laughs> and then, like, next thing you know, you just, all of a sudden, laying in your bed, and listening to some Drake, try to soothe that mood, then you listen to six lack, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, and you drink more and more and more, you know, what I'm saying is, don't listen to depressing music, or it sounds like depressing music, or they have a depressing tone to them, don't sound, don't, don't listen to that, because it's gonna make you more, even more depressed, um, notice that I became needy, you know, um, which was weird, uh, to be honest, um, it was it was just a weird experience this time around or late stages of my age. I mean, I'm not that old, but you know, the late stages of my 30s right now. Um, I just I I kind of just want to just go cold turkey. I don't want to go rehab or nothing like that. Let me go through my withdrawals. Let me just go ahead and just go through it. Um, I'm not gonna really gonna contact anybody at the moment. Um, I'm just gonna just try to you know get through this pretty much without you know the alcohol pretty much and hopefully I will prevail hopefully you know uh, also to help with that is I'm gonna change my diet I'm not really eating anymore 
as much because of the stress. Um, I have not been eating like that at all. I only eat when I cook Maria something to eat, and that's and I've been at work. So the only time I I cook Maria something to eat was probably a Wednesday, I believe. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday because I worked the morning and then, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a Wednesday. That's the only time I ate something. We're Friday now. We're in Friday. Friday is Friday and I haven't ate anything. And I think I was said, like, fuck it. I'm just going to go on a fucking diet then. I'm like, well, I was already, like, kind of dying. But I was like, well, let's just go to the fucking extreme. Just drink water, dude. Fast for a bit, man. Because you probably don't need that shit. Because also, too, food is a uh, kind of a uh, given for, you know, depression. You know, not good food, pretty much. You know, the McDonald's and everything like that. That's a anti-oppressant, um, you know, suppressor right there, in a way. I'm being serious, you know, the, the eating part. That's what they ask you, do you eat, what's your, how your appetite is, and everything like that. It is. Um, but also, what I'm doing is not healthy as well. I need to eat, you know. I really do. Um, but I just don't feel like there's a need for me to eat at all. I just, I don't feel like, I don't feel hungry. I don't feel well. I don't feel well enough, I don't feel comfortable enough to eat. This is my mental, you know, I don't feel comfortable at all to do anything at the moment. Um, even running a podcast, like I even said I was going to do multi-shows, which is true. But now I have to structure them super different. I got to have uh, probably a once a month kind of show. Um, if I'm going to do podcasting with, you know, exploring different podcasters and shit like that, like, I don't know, it's a lot of shit, to be honest with you, um, I, I got some ideas, one of them, I mean, one of them was definitely in the works, and that was the Michigan Marauders podcast with the belt guy, uh, if he hears this or, or he gets a text, me and him does not do the social media. We're both older guys, believe it or not. Bell guy's older than me, so he's definitely not doing social media. That's why you guys haven't seen him in social media. We, Me and Bell guy talk directly. We got each other's phone numbers. So I feel like the Michigan Marauders podcast itself, because if you ever heard me and Bell guy together, it's gold. It's really gold. It's a dude from Flint and a dude from Detroit that stays in Atlanta. And I, my idea is this. is to start doing in-person podcasting. Um, so for the belt guy, I'm thinking about just going to Atlanta. I have a job to fucking travel. So I can just go there. Probably. I just got to put in the days and just go. And then probably I probably need that escape. I need that escape from Flint. I've been here for too fucking long, man. I, I need a lot more escape, and um, I'm glad Van said something, because, like I said, I'm very open when it comes to my mental health, very open, Oh man, who put gummies in my shit, really, sorry, I'm trying to buy some weed, <laughs> I've been real open with my mental health, right, and it's like, <clears throat> I feel like, once I get open with somebody, 
I get the shitty end of the stick, and it's just like they kind of just leave you high and dry, which kind of sucks, which leads me to not be so open anymore. You know, uh, I know how I am, and I know wh- how can I be, but I know I'm not worse. I know I'm not bad. I know, I know when it gets bad. I know I can get some help, and I'm not af- I'm not afraid. You know, to get help. You know, I'm not afraid at all. Um, but. Why is no shake here? I mean, come on, man. You guys are just killing me right now. I'm trying to find my, um, what's that thing I had? I had, I'm just all over the place right now. I had, um, got some milk and cookies, I mean milk and cookies, milk and cereal, right? And it was really fucking great. Um, and now I'm running out of my milk and cereal and I'm trying to find... I got it from this place called Planet that does uh, uh, free uh, delivery so that's why I go there my, my foot went down for some reason I gotta move it a little bit alright there we go so I go to Planet and I get the milk and cereal this is like one of my favorite strands this is the, 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 the one the, main, the OG strand I love is Pineapple Express but this one right here hit it it was just like smoking pineapple express for the first time and i loved it i loved every minute of it um so yeah but anyway yeah i i'm, I'm saying this man i'm gonna change my diet i'm gonna change my ways i'm gonna change my people i hang out with i'm just gonna change everything i don't hang out with that many people as it is it's just i think what happened happened and it's just a lesson learned i mean you don't I mean, you don't lose, you learn. Then that's what I, I love that quote by Eddie Kingston. Even though he might have quoted somebody else, he said it, it's quoted, and it's getting tattooed. So is the Razor Ramon um, quote, it's getting tattooed. I'm looking for a tattoo artist right now to do some tattoo work because I need that tattoo therapy, man. I really do. That's when I love getting tattoos because there's a reasoning why I'm getting the tattoo, you know. When I'm sitting there feeling the pain and stuff, I'm thinking over and over again, why? What is the meaning of this tattoo? Why I'm getting this tattoo? Why I'm getting this burn in my arm? What is the reason why? You know, those two reasons right there. Um, let me look up Scott Hall's quote one more time because I'm definitely getting that that tattoo. I had to look it up because that's what I when I wanted when I wanted to quit drinking, I thought about Scott Hall. That's what I thought about. I thought about Scott Hall. I thought about the bad guy. I thought about Razor Ramon because he had demons and he overcome them. And unfortunately, when he when he got older and he kicked them demons to the curb, we unfortunately lost them. You know. But that quote, that quote's gonna live forever because you know what? He's he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Razor Ramon. You know, Chico. I'm looking it up right now. He had a lot of quotes, to be honest with you. I looked it up. Um, Okay, here we go. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And recently, the the name change, uh, Bad Goon Von, which is now sounds weird. I'm saying it out loud. It's a homage 
to bad, the bad guy, Razor Ramon. I didn't want to call myself bad guy Vaughn. I didn't want to call myself bad dude Vaughn. There's somebody else calling himself bad dude Tito. I was like, think outside the box. All right, there's some bad news out there. There's there's been a lot of bad news, honestly. Um, there's bad bad dude Tito. That's that's pretty unique. So I just didn't take that. Um, Anthony Coleman's using the bad guy. I think he just recently switched his name to something else. But like right now, <clears throat> I, I I like bad goon Vaughn. Um, it's no more bad news. I think bad news Vaughn went through some bad news, and I think we need to go ahead and have a little bit of a gimmick change, pretty much, if you know what I mean. And then that means life, changing stuff that's going on in life, man. So yeah, this is a whole new chapter. This is the the book, like like the book of Kiji Knuckles had closed. Just this is just like the book of bad news Vaughn has closed. And the book of Bad Goon Vaughn has opened. You know, um, definitely, definitely going to be more motivated since I'm being older and everything. I kind of want to be a little bit stable when it comes to stuff. So me drinking has to be kicked to the curb. So, yeah, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. That skin tattoo on my uh, right uh, tricep, like right under a uh, bicep, bicep, right uh, where my other tattoos are at, pretty much. I'm gonna try to connect them um, this time around. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna go ahead and get that Dev Jam. I think I'm gonna get the Dev Jam logo tattoo on my earlobe. I thought about it, yeah, because I thought about this. I either thought about getting the cool ass tattoo on my ear, or get some ear gauges and i'm like ah, i'm getting older so i am going by vaughn a lot and the v is dev jam which i'm like oh my god so i had to start i mean also too i also this is the one thing now i'm starting to really hate because respect to king vaughn and everything i don't like to be called king vaughn at all i don't like it and i went to chicago and i didn't even tell anybody my name was vaughn i just when anybody was like talking to Van or whatever like that and I mentioned my name was Vaughn. It was like Vaughn Van. That was like, that was about it. No one like said King Vaughn this, you know. I think they knew better. But you know, anyway, I don't like it. I get called out of work when they when they see the name tag and they go, King Vaughn, you know who he is? Of course I know who he is. Why 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 are you asking me do I know who he is? Like, you know, I just don't I don't like that. I don't like being called King Vaughn at all. Um, let that man have his legacy. I, I'm not, I'm not that man, you know. Um, I'm bad goon Vaughn or bad news Vaughn, one or two. I'm Kiji Knuckles, you know. I'm, I'm Jay Kiji. We taking it all back, huh? Yeah. So we, all those fucking names, which is crazy, because there was names in MMA. <laughs> but I think bad news is the only one that transferred to pro wrestling. Now I'm going back to MMA. It has to be bad goon. You know, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's official and shit. That's what it is. I'm going back to MMA. That's the main goal, uh, right now is to work out and just think, just forget shit. I just want to forget shit, man. A lot of shit happened last year. A lot of shit happened this year already. Um, 
shit was just a little bit unforgettable. I guess I was just trying to numb shit with the alcohol. You know, weed, weed just take it away just temporarily. I could work with weed. You know, alcohol is the one that just makes me immobile. You know, just makes me feel like a lazy, worthless asshole. You know, that's what it makes me feel like. And I don't want to feel like that anymore. Uh, especially, you know, while taking my meds and shit for, you know, basically seizures and shit. So I don't want to fucking use that, you know, anymore. I kind of want to just use my marijuana and be great, you know, uh, I'm gonna get back in a routine of working out and stuff, I'm gonna get some good habits going, some shit that I wanted to do that held me down last year, I'm gonna fucking do it, okay, that includes fucking Vegas too, so I'm definitely gonna go to North Carolina, I'm gonna try to find me a nice dog sitter or whatever, I need me a dog sitter, um, I'm trying to find one, so, um, I'm going to North Carolina for, mm, for four days, pretty much. And I'm seeing Sting's last match. And Sting means so much to me, man. He's part of my childhood. I've been watching this dude since I was little. Since I was little, little. All right. I mean, all the way back to the NWA where Ric Flair used to wear them big ass glasses. Matter of fact, where the fuck is Ric Flair? Anyway, I thought he was like supposed to be next to the ride or whatever. I guess he got kind of canceled because he made some kind of promo, you know, that he would usually make in the 80s. He didn't even say nothing really too bad. It's just a bunch of snowflakes just in their feelings. Oh, he said 18 and up. He must be a pedophile. Like, he just said 18 and up. I mean, that's all. That's all he said. I mean, ain't that the ain't that the age that we look at them as the adults at that point, you know? So, in my eyes, he didn't say nothing bad. Hopefully, I see him there. Um, so, but anyway, dude. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This is a good detox. I need this. It seemed like everything that goes bad in my life. It's weird. Wrestling pay-per-views pop up. And then I go out of town for them. Then I have a gay old time. Then I come back. And then, you know, things are straight for a little bit. And then shit happens again. Then I need to go back out, you know, out of town. You know, like I said, I, I'm a very stressful person. I, I didn't need that extra stress in my life. I really did not. I, but I let it happen, though. And that's my fault. I was like... Full ownership on that, you know. Some people say, "Don't beat yourself up over that." You didn't have, you know. Yeah, but you know, I could have left a long time ago. You know, like I said, it really, it really wasn't much of a relationship in the first place. You know, it was just uh, uh, I barely seen the person. I barely seen the person. I can't really call it a relationship. Nothing was it really happening. No, no intimacy. Nothing like that. You know, what I'm saying just. Fucking shouting over the phone and hidden car windows, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I just, uh, I got some clarity, I say, this morning. Actually, when I did not go for that bottle after work, I knew I was done. I knew I was done right then and there. I had my clarity. I, I, I just probably needed to work a few hours. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I say this, dude. Even though you probably don't want to work, go ahead and work. Go ahead and get that job. If you got a good paying job, get a second job. Do some manual labor. It's gonna it's gonna take your mind off of shit. Seriously. Like really, I mean, like I said, versus me doing sitting at home doing arenas and shit like that for Dev Gym. And then versus you know, actually doing physical shit. It's a whole lot of difference. You know. Cause you're sitting at home and you're doing the shit. You do you working from home. You literally in your fucking feelings most of the time. But then when you go to work and you work and you know you're you're not really thinking about the shit. You're thinking about, all right, how I fucking complete this. It's a fucking puzzle. It's a puzzle. Work is puzzle. It's a puzzle to me. It's a jigsaw puzzle to me, pretty much. How is this gonna work with this? How this piece is gonna fit in this piece? You know, that's how I look at it, in a way. Um. My voice changed, did it? I, I I don't know how it changed. I guess this is the serious voice. I don't know if this is the voice I use sometimes, but it looks like it's definitely not high pitch anymore. Um, it sounds very very fucking raspy. And it might be because I've been smoking a lot of fucking weed. I sound like Rob Van Dam, honestly. I, yeah, I do sound like I think I sound I sound like RVD right now. Fuck, I had two chances to smoke with that motherfucker, man. I walked past him the first time, right, in Chicago. Walked past him. Huge as fuck. Tall as fuck, right? Um, then I see him at the bar. There's a hotel bar and shit. I think I told this story. Kawada, Sonny Ono, fucking Eddie Kingston's out there and shit. And RVD just come out of nowhere and just fucking... Chilling with people, and we just chilling on this side. We're giving them their space and shit. They remember the kingdom walked in. They they looked so afraid that someone was gonna run up to them and ask for their autograph. I just I looked at them. I think I might have gave them a head nod, whatever. That's about it. That was I mean, dude. That's go get some sleep. Y'all look like y'all y'all tired as fuck. You know. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, man, I could have smoked with him. And then if I went into Battle of the Creek, that's another thing, too, dude. Like, that shit was so stressful that I couldn't even, like, go to wrestling school, dude. Like, I couldn't. I could not at all. I didn't know how to. Like, like I have a hard thing about hurting people in the ring. And that fucked me up, what, what happened with G-Money. It still does to this day. Fucks me up bad. And it fucked me up even more. Because they told me, that, you know, hey, man, that's pro wrestling. Get back in the ring. You know, I, I got back in the ring. You know, we doing a tag team match. And I said, you know, a little small dude in there, right? And I'm all emotional. I'm, like, super emotional, right? So I'm doing the Samoa Joe combo. Now, it starts off with me not touching the guy. You know, the punch is just not touching. Then... They get laid in. Like, they get laid in hard. And then I'm doing the chop. So it's like a jab, chop, jab, chop, jab, chop. You know? And then I'm yelling splash. And then I Irish whip him, which I guess you're not supposed to do that. I Irish whip him on the opposite side of the corner where the other cat partner is at. Big splash. I said, not a splash. He does it. 
big splash, right? And I hear Rash go, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Vaughn, slow down. And I can hear the other guy, because he is fucking pissed. I can hear him in the background while uh, Josh, a.k.a. Jack, Jack Kelly, is trying to talk to me, you know, about how to slow the fuck down, you know. And I can hear the other guy go, yeah, he used to be an MMA fighter. This isn't fucking MMA. <laughs> I can understand. I can understand him being so damn pissed, you know. But I guess he didn't know what had happened and shit. And I apologize and everything. But yeah, man, I was just running with emotion. I told Rats, dude, I can't fucking finish this shit, bro. Let me go sit out, man. I'll watch. All right, man, you're done for the day. I'm like, all right, cool. Cause that fucked me up. I know back in the older days, man, that. I would have, I probably been considered as pussy, but I'm a decent human being, I believe. And when G Money tore his peck, bro, I didn't, I, I felt fucking horrible. I when I helped him out the ring, I constantly would not shut the fuck up, and I kept saying sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, man, I had to go with that stress. We're hurting somebody, man. You know, which. It kind of, someone makes uh, some kind of comment, which made me feel like that. I'm not, I'm very unsafe in the ring or something like that. You know, and that's very far from the truth. I'm not really unsafe in the ring. I don't know if I'm trying to push this voice now or not. I'm not sure because it's, uh, it's definitely getting more raspier as we go. I was trying to smoke some weed, but I never got a chance to even light it up. There we go. Maybe my voice will come back or something like that. No, I still raspy as fuck. Maybe I need some water or something like that. It wasn't even supposed to be a long podcast. It was supposed to be just something that I just, I share with you guys that I'm dealing with shit. I'm, I'm dealing with shit. And the first step was yesterday. And it's going to get rough. I want to say the next seven days, probably. It's going to get real fucking rough. All right. Um... I'm not saying if I you ever get like some kind of weird disrespectful text messages, I wouldn't blame you if you cut me off. That's fine. I don't care. Go ahead, cut me off. I need I I deserve that. All right. Um, but as of right now, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need some help. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this on my own, but I'm, I'm gonna do need I do need some help. I really do. Um, I recognize it, you know, I gotta do it for my daughter, I gotta wake up the next day, man, that's scary, because the way I was, the way, the rate I was going, I'm surprised I'm still alive, you know, even going into work, I'm surprised I still got a job, you know what I mean, like, seriously, man, I mean, I'm not saying I came to work super drunk, but, you know, I, I, I drunk half a bottle before going into work, you know, so, but yeah, that's what I'm dealing with right now. It's dealing with some uh some real shit, some real depressing shit that normally a bottle can fix. But right now, I just positivity can fix it uh, instead of a bottle. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. So let me look at what episode this is, okay? Because I usually forget. I usually forget what episode it is i always do that is the the side effects the trauma of 
being in the cage and I want to fucking go back. That's crazy. I do. I need, I need that, man. I need, I need, as you heard me earlier, there is some unchecked anger. I need to go get checked. You know, I need to go ahead, check inside the cage clinic, I mean, come out the cage, and, you know, express that anger. I, always, I told everybody, man, you walk in one person, you walk out as another person. You never walk out the cage or a ring or a boxing ring or whatever combat settings, even in pro wrestling. You walk out as one person, you walk back out as another person. Every time something was added to my personality, every time I walk in, I walked out, either good or bad, as a different person. Either I learned something or I didn't learn something and I'm just beating myself up. But like that goes back to something I said earlier. You don't lose, you learn. So with that being said, don't know when the next podcast episode is going to be. I know it says it's going to be consistent, but think about it this though. I dropped three podcast episodes so far. So far, three, three in this month. So I say it's starting to be a little consistent. Um, it just depends on how I feel. If I feel like I need to open up, I will open up. You know, sometimes I use the podcast as a journal. You know, that's what I do. And like I said, I'm very open with my mental health. Uh, I, I suffer through a lot of shit. You heard it. You know, PTSD, you know, manic depression, bipolar disorder, um, a lot of shit, tick disorder, fucking, it's so much shit that's like in my list of what I'm diagnosed with. It's not even fucking funny. And I hate people that I, and I tell them when I tell them something like straight up. I get automatically judged. I get deemed as weak. And I hate that. Especially in our community. And I'm talking about the black community. And I know my favorite people have seen it. <laughs> I know they see it from the inside looking in. Or the outside looking in. You know. when Because honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to be race baiting or nothing like that. I'm just going to go with what I see. Most of the people, 99% that do check up on me, that do care when I tell them I'm going through shit, it's my fair friends. I, I guess that's unfair to call them fair friends. Let's just say picnic challenge friends. Okay, that's a little bit. All right, that's all right. I'm taking it too far now. I'm taking it way too far. All right. My, my my friends, my friends outside the culture. How about that? <laughs> my friends outside the culture are a little bit more caring with, with the people inside the culture. And usually I am deemed weak, um, pathetic, all this stuff. If I tell somebody that look like me that I am struggling with mental health, they'll tell me that not to contact them ever again or... Or uh, man up, or or you know never you know there's a few people that say that will talk to me about it. There's a few. Uh, only my best friends. Like my two best friends is black. 
So I can talk to them. But a random ass nigga or a random ass female or even a random ass cousin, a random ass uncle, you know, I tell them that. You're like, nah, man, you being a pussy. You know, that shit. I always, that's why I just started massing that shit, man. I can tell D, I can tell Dingo. I can go tell Dingo, nigga, I'm depressed. What you want to talk about, Kiji? You know, I swear. Seriously, I, I do go to Dingo most of the time. You know, even when, I'll tell you one thing, too. Uh, this is why my hatred of Kelly, I, yeah, I said, I said it. Uh, the hatred of Kelly True is starting to really grow. I mean, I'm the shit that I'm now just looking at. You know what I mean? Like, just, I'm looking at it like decades ago. Like, my boy Mike Rosario, he said, Motherfucker, I will drop you right now. I told you the same shit 10 years ago, and you didn't listen. <laughs> He's like, ooh, I wish you were in front of me. That's 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 one of my Pikmin friends. Tell us friends. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Technically, he's Latin, but <laughs> I love you, Mike. But uh, listen, um, he wasn't wrong, and and it took me uh, how he treated my my friend, my friend, my best friend that that was along with me in the MMA world. It took me. That long to go, I ain't fucking with this motherfucker no more. And even like when I go tell, I tell other fighters what he did, you know, that fight situation that where, uh, yeah, Sheena, because I reached, I talked to Sheena recently. Uh, no, I didn't talk to her. She wrote me, I haven't got a chance to write her back, but I added her on here. I don't know if you know, but she's doing some time for, I think, a hit and run that all uh, like led to a death. So, um, I guess she's getting out, though. Um, so, she fought in Japan in bare-knuckle uh, boxing. So, I kind of reached out to her. Because I didn't... I, I just now found out. And this happened, like, three years ago. So, um, you know, she 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 was the matchmaker for uh, for TXC or whatever. Or, yeah, T, TWC or some shit like that. Um... um she was the matchmaker, and she wanted me to fight Parisian and shit. Now, at the time, I didn't know. I mean, it took me a, a while back just to go all the way back. And I forgot Kelly had beef with fucking, um, was it Scorpion Fighting Submissions or System in Howell, Michigan? James Gray, the, the dead man. You know, some reason he had a beef with him. I don't know why. But he did, and I didn't know the beef because he did he take because he took the fighters from Kelly, because they obviously saw the writing on the wall and they went to him. You know they got you know they got their training. They made a pro debut under them. You know what I mean? So when I go ahead and said, "Yo, bro," you know, and after what Daryl said, because I said it so many times, after what Daryl said, you know. So that was a badge of honor. And I go ahead and tell Kelly, yeah, man, they want me to fight Parisian, man. You're like, nah, give it a chat. You know, that shit. You know, like, I needed the money and everything. I was done. I was done with MMA. It was not tick disorder that got me to retire. It was that. And I was like, I'm done with the fucking politic bullshit and shit. I had to apologize to Sheena and everything. I was getting blasted online for 
accepted in the fight, but I had never. I the reason why I got uh, out out, and the reason why I don't do social media, because I never I never really signed the contract, and I still got blasted for it. And because I'm associated with Kelly True, I got double blasted, double blasted. I ain't, I don't even know what was said, you know. Um, uh, Sheena's like, don't worry about it, man. It's just some drama going on. I'm like, why is some drama going on in MMA? Like, I didn't sign a contract, guy. I was going by what my coach was saying, and you know, I, I, I honor it, but then I thought about it. Like, wait, man, that's kind of fucked up, you know? Don't you think? Ain't, ain't this the reason why I joined your team? You know, I thought I'm here. I thought he was supposed to train me and we make money together, not politic, you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to go all left field about it, whatever like that. But that's why I left MMA the first time, all right? So the second time, hopefully, it's not going to be like that. Actually, to be completely honest with you, I would like to gladly announce that Dingo Brown is now my manager. Uh, I never know a realist motherfucker, like I said, in my life but Dingo. The only... Two motherfuckers that actually got in the fucking cage. That Dingo knows the potential and shit I got. He knows a lot so far about me. He, he knows a lot, you know. He'll tell you. He looked me in the eyes and he seen no fear. Even though I was going to go in there and get a good old ass kicking. Like I said, that nigga put me in the grave along with my hearing. He put me in the fucking grave. Alright. So... And my crazy ass wanted to fight him again, but Dingo's done. He's done fighting, and I got to respect that. Yeah, I was still, if Dingo said, I'll come in out of retirement right now. I'm like, I'll be the first nigga to go, me? You know, <laughs> I'll be the first motherfucker to say that shit, right? It's, I mean, for real. I mean, you got to be fearless in the world of MMA, and that's the thing, man. You got to be super fearless. Um, so, I'm, I'm throwing my hat back in there again, man, like. Let's see if I can get a fight. I've been trying to get a fight for a whole fucking year last year, and I can't. You know, we, we had to look out of state or something like that. You know, I, I talked to people and shit like that, and, you know, shit just didn't work out. So let's just see if this works out, man. But I was supposed to end this podcast like 20 minutes ago, and I just kept on fucking rambling. And I don't know. I just, I guess I feel a little bit better now. I got that out of my goddamn chest. So without no fucking outro, no intro, nothing like that, because I want to just get this shit out of here. This has been Bad Goon Vaughn. And wish me luck. I'll see y'all in the next one.